Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hey, it's the week of April 26th. 2021. Thanks so much for tuning in. I am joined, per usual, by our regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmids. Good afternoon, gentlemen, and thank you for joining me this last week of April. How are you both today? Phenomenal, Molly. How are you? I'm well. Thank you so much. Doing great here. Always good to hear your voice. Ah, well, that's excellent. You guys are both so sweet. All right. Well, last episode, you'll recall we had your president, John, join us for a Q1 recap. Listeners, if you haven't, be sure to catch John's update from the week of April 14th. Now, where does that leave us today? Do you two want to flip for who goes first? No, um, I'd be happy to start. All right. Tell me what you know about lumber specifically. Well, I was going to say, I I know you usually say we're experts um, in our field, and I appreciate that. Right now, I don't feel like one per se. I feel like I am trapped inside of a tidal wave. So this expert is just baffled, shocked. I mean, the words that we've used, obviously, over the last year to describe the lumber market or really, you know, life in general for a lot of folks, it's just been accurate. And I've run out of adjectives to explain anything. I'm worn out, tired. And I'm just like many listeners, I bet, you know, um, a lot of questions that don't have any really sort of clarity to or answers. The last two weeks were very similar to the two weeks before that. And the only thing that maybe we've done is add fuel to the fire over the last two weeks. The ability to source lumber to any sort of volume is, is near impossible. Extremely difficult to get bought from a sawmill. Prices, uh, I wouldn't even say price is secondary. Price, I don't even know where price lies. But price is a, is a phantom thing now in the sense that the value of lumber is unknown, really. I mean, you've got the spread or, or what, the, what a particular item could cost any given day could, could have a $200 variant, um, depending on where it's coming from or depending on what species and so nobody like it's hard to, to say exactly what the value of lumber is or what's a good deal in the market today or what's a bad deal. But at the same time, it doesn't really matter. Going back to my original point, the fact is you got it. I'll take it. What was the price? Oh, well, yeah, whatever. I mean, that's kind of it is. It's the wholesaler. It's distribu- distribution. It's, it's the CM. I mean, it's not a matter of like one person's figured it out and the other person hasn't or something. We're all playing the same game and, and we're all kind of blindfolded to some extent and how we're going about purchasing lumber, if you can purchase some. So frustrating is, is the word for me this week. Demand is far, it continues to far out, outweigh the supply. The order files are four to six weeks, depending on the sawmill or who you're talking to. So it's it's um, it's challenging to say the least. It sounds like it. I, the scarcity is real for sure. Ken, what have you got to add? Yeah, I'd say. I mean, I keep using the word remarkable. It's almost to Justin's point, desensitizing the levels that we're at in terms of lumber. I mean, for someone who doesn't buy and sell lumber every day, it'd be like rolling up to the gas station and gas is twenty three bucks a gallon, you know. But your business relies on you buying. $500,000 of gasoline at that price every day. It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It's really crazy. Like Justin said, price is secondary. There's so little wood in the pipeline. 
Mills really aren't stacking any. I know everyone wants to think that, oh, you know, there's a wall of wood or what. There's not. Mills don't have it much. Wholesalers don't have very much. And if you drive around your town, you know, go see some of the local lumberyards. Even if you walk down the lumber aisle at your your uh, Lowe's or Home Depot, there's not much wood anywhere. And everybody's selling it like crazy. We've been talking about it. Um, you know, so I really, I don't see a short-term end in sight for component manufacturers. The story hasn't changed. Continue to stay in front of it. The guys that are winning, I mean, for example, every day the price looks crazy because we've never seen it but by the time the stuff ships to you in four or six weeks it looks like it's too cheap by 10 or 15 percent you know because the market's just going up that quickly so you know just keep your head up and, and keep churning so actually can you touch on something i was hoping to bring up at some point today and that is exactly about those big box shops the the home depots the lows on uh, the midwest we have menards are they having difficulty finding material or, you know, are they able to get their hands on whatever they want just because they can pass that on to the customer pretty directly? It's a great question. That's a little out of my ballpark. I don't personally work with those outfits and they, they buy their lumber a little differently than most component manufacturers go about it. So I can't really speak to that. I do know, you know, buying from the same sawmills that would be doing programs. I mean, for example, like a, um, one of those box stores, typically some sawmills cut in an entirely different grade for them, right? I mean, because if you're John and Jane going to Home Depot to build a wine rack for the weekend, you are going to find the most perfect piece of lumber in that rack and go check it out of the store, right? But the worst piece of lumber in that rack would be a, a no-wing or a premium to most trust guys. I mean, it's just kind of a, a apples to oranges scenario. So sometimes the mills are cutting a different or naming a different grade for those companies. So the product's slightly different, but also just allocation wise. I mean, you know, retailers have a different customer base and therefore different length preference or tally structure that they like, which carries different values and different applications. So I think with where retail is, and again, this isn't particularly my area of expertise, but I think retail has been incredible over the last year. Like any market, there's been some slight ups and downs. I don't know if there's going to be a remarkable increase in that next year. You know, everyone who built a deck last year, you're probably not tearing it down and building another deck, you know, but repair and remodel is still an incredible part of the market. So I don't think they're immune to any of the pain the lumber market is causing, um, but they do go about procuring their material differently than other folks. So that's the best insight I can give you, honestly, hat in hand as someone who does not work with those guys more than going in there on a Saturday morning, you know, to pick up my supplies. Sure. And I imagine consumers are mostly buying a lot smaller quantities of things unless they're literally building dozens and dozens and dozens of decks. So that makes a lot of sense. I wonder if there's been sort of an overall effect because of this on, say, the remodeling market, but it sounds like maybe those folks are buying their lumber in a similar way just from a local lumber yard. And so it probably is having some sort of, at least right now during this period of extreme scarcity, uh, having an effect on their business. The other left turn I'd like to take today, probably more than one actually, is talking a little bit about the panel market. You know, what what are you guys hearing about 
plywood and OSB. I know that's, uh, you know, certainly outside of your typical dimensional lumber discussion points, but I wondered if you're hearing anything from some of your coworkers or from some other places in the market about, you know, availability for panel products. Plywood's crazy um, as a product that if lumber is French fries, plywood is scalloped potatoes, right? And the problem right now with plywood is not the potatoes, it's the cheese. So there's a resin shortage throughout the country that's causing a lag in the supply chain in plywood as well as engineer wood like uh, iJoyce or LVL or you know any of those products that are using resin uh, an adhesive and a heat compression to make the final product um, globally is an issue. So plywood, for example, we, we focus on lumber primarily, but you know it's important to these trust manufacturers that are building wall components um, that check out those prices. Panels have run even further. Where lumber order files are six, seven, eight weeks out, panels could be 10, 12, 14 weeks out. I mean, lots of middle of summer order file, that sort of thing. Really, really tough to get. Traditionally, OSB is cheaper than plywood. We've seen over the past three, four months, plywood being a, a cheaper alternative to OSB, which is not a natural phenomenon to see on the market. Some guys can substitute, some guys don't. It is what it is, you know, but right now a lot of guys are just taking whatever they can get and using it. So it's another facet of the market. Justin trades quite a bit of it. I think he has some insight as well. To kind of wrap up to his point, I mean, the, the plywood is just, it just, it's never stopped, right? I mean, you've had some pause moments in, in dimensional lumber that it's kind of, you know, given them the, a moment of, of uh, you know, inhale, exhale, um, but plywood just, just hasn't. You know, currently on the market, the stuff's going for, you know, fifty to eighty dollars. What on yellow pine plywood over print? To Ken's point, you know, the early June to early July, depending on the sawmill, is kind of where order files are are landing. When you talk about fir plywood, same kind of story in regards to print. Maybe even a little higher, sixty five to eighty five dollars. But the the fir plywood, you've got early July to early August. Uh, with most major half-inch uh, four-ply mills with order file. So crazy. And I think the biggest, the most interesting thing, and, and Ken touched on it too, you're still getting a ton of crossover to plywood from OSB buyers because OSB has, you know, just a unicorn. You can't find this stuff anymore. So guys are substituting many jobs and, and throughout the country, panels, plywood with OSB. So interesting time. Of course, uh, with, with everything, but panels is just, you know, you think lumber is crazy. I've been, you know, watching this panel trade has been even more crazy. I feel like I need to send you guys cookie bouquets or something. You're both, uh, you're both a little bit down today, but I 100% understand why. I hope that's not coming across. Um, I'm certainly not down. I, I, uh, and I apologize if I come across that way. I'm, I'm beaten. Uh, I'm bruised. I'm like every other lumberman in North America right now. So I think they can all uh, understand maybe the feeling. So you're not alone. You know, it's it, again, it's throughout the whole supply chain. Maybe only the, the mills are the only ones that are really taking it easy to some extent, you know, if you know what I mean. But uh, everybody else is, we're getting our, we're, we're fighting every day. Yeah. I have the feeling you're not going to have an answer for me and that's okay. But this begs the question where are we going to be in a month or two? I mean, we're we're headed into the busiest part of the building season, of course. Where does this leave us? Yeah, I mean, the last report, right? We were we were just a smidge under 1.8 permits and starts. 
right? So what does that tell us? Wow, right? I mean, that's those are big numbers, and we don't have the supply to 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 handle that right now. That's what that says, and it's also, and I've touched on this several times, it's a global deal. It's not just us. There's a there's a fiber shortage across the world. So if you're expecting this big, sizable correction that many people are, I mean, we're all scared, right? Someone's wins the big correction, and oh my gosh, it's going to fall. It's going to oh my, we're we can't get out of the way fast enough. Is that a possibility? Absolutely. Do I see that happening anytime soon? No, I don't. Something fundamentally drastic has to change and a breakdown in the supply chain for that to happen. Could be the interest rates jump up overnight, big time, and people start canceling jobs because they, they between lumber and, and interest, they can't afford the home anymore. Sure, that's a possibility. Am I seeing that right now? No. Are, are rates still uh, attractive? Yes. I've told my customers, I said, because that's the question, right? What's the outlook? What's going to happen now in three months or four months? Or, you know, what's going to happen in 30 days? Anybody that tells you anything really past 30 or 45 days, I say is a liar. Because you don't, it's hard to, it's almost impossible. No one's traded in this realm before. So to say, you know, what's going to happen, you don't. I mean, we're all, we're all best guests, but generally we've got a much better idea of making a call. Right now, I say if you can see 30, 45 days, because that's where the order files are. And I, if every customer stopped buying right now, the mills still have five weeks order file, four weeks order file. And this is what's happened, right? It's not a sec, there's not a two tiered market, right? Like people like to, oh, those wholesalers are, you know, us guys, American International, we're the ones, the problem in the market. It's those guys are, the other camps like, oh, it's the sawmill's fault. You know, they're the ones that are doing this. It's like, no, it's not either, right? So, the two-tiered market, to my eyes, representing one of the largest wholesalers in the United States, doesn't exist. Does that mean I don't have wood? No, absolutely not. I have wood. But but to say that there's we've got this big position of wood and we're just sitting on it, and no, that's not the case. <laughs> we can't get it, right? I mean, we're struggling with the same way everybody else is. So what comes down is when, when there is a digestion period for wood that's been sold over the last five weeks, which a lot of people think we may be coming upon, Again, I'm not seeing it at this point, but I understand the logic. Well, the mills, you know, then the wholesalers have to address their their wood and get it sold, you know, before the market kind of cleans itself up. Well, it's not. It's going to come down between the buyer of lumber product, wherever that might be, again, in the supply chain, and the summit. Who can last the longest? Well, we've seen how that story has played out several times, and the mills won every single round. So if the Builders keep building. Folks are going to continue making the products and supplying the products that, that they need to, to keep the market going. So as much as people don't like the price, again, it hasn't been a factor in whether they're going to move forward or not in purchasing lumber. Just hasn't. It's how quick can you get it to me? That's much more of a, of a determining factor than price. So again, when I, I, I'm looking over the next 30 days, I at this point, you know, they say the trend's your friend. Well, I don't really like my friend necessarily, but it is what it is. I don't see anything changing drastically over, over the next 30 days or so. That really reminds me of the old adage, who needs enemies with friends like these? <laughs> <laughs> not to say, I'm not trying to demonize anybody, obviously, not at all. I just, I can hear the frustration in your voices and I can hear the frustration in the marketplace. And so it's all maybe comforting sometimes to know that we're all kind of commiserating together about the same issues. A couple of different things that you've mentioned a couple of times I want to go back and just touch on as we wrap up 
for this week. And that is, I'll just say, I assume you don't have anything new to throw at us regarding transportation, but I thought I would at least just say, let's talk about that for a couple seconds to see where things are at from your perspective. If Ken sees maybe something from from his desk that's changed, I certainly don't. Um, the the fundamental problems still are there. I mean, there's there's more freight to be moved than there is capacity. Um, it's a bidding war for trucks, and you know, again, I mean, we've seen rate increases double, triple in lanes that have been established for years. So. Again, it's not just lumber that's expensive. It's, I mean, everything throughout the pipeline it has, has gone up in price, right? So when we talk about trucking or freight, you know, that's just an added cost onto the overall invoice when we're shipping a load of lumber. So it, it doesn't help by any means. But again, I don't see any, any magical fix overnight fixing that problem either. So yeah, I don't know, Kenny. What, I mean, what are, what, do you see any change in trucking or? It's getting worse from what I'm seeing. I mean, it's not, it's not a casual problem anymore. It's like, uh, reminded five times throughout the day, you know, freight is a very difficult, challenging part of the trade. Hopefully your company has professionals, uh, lined up to help you through that process. Um, but it's, it, in terms of availability and price, it is not getting any easier out in the West. Yeah. And you talk about like prompt wood, a guy sees an offering for a load of lumber and it's like, it's prompt. Understand, but prompt is two weeks or sooner. I'm sorry, that's the reality. And if you buy, and you know, you guys listening, they're probably like nodding their head. Like, I mean, it's just really that's kind of the, the mo right now. If you're going to buy a load of lumber and it's on the ground, that's great, and that's going to be, you know, again, much quicker than something that was two weeks out, and then you got to wait another two weeks to find the truck. But that's kind of on the average that we're seeing right now to get freight picked up and delivered to the customers if it was on the ground today. Now, stars might align, sky opens up, found a truck, boom, it's perfect. The guy just came, his back hall, schmeared and deared and weird and weird, and, uh, and he gets it there in, uh, in four days from the time he purchased it. Hell Mary, hallelujah, you got a, a golden ticket. But I'm saying on the average, the majority of the time, when I'm telling my customer the wood's prompt, I'm going to sell it for two weeks or sooner. And I'm going to tell them the situation. Yeah. Based on some of the things that I've been hearing, just, you know, anecdotal, two weeks sounds uh, downright. Quick, right? Speedy. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it really does. Unfortunately, this is like, this is like the baklava or the lasagna of bad situations of just layer upon layer upon layer of like, just the. That's like, did, you, did, did you just can't do a, throw a Ken Timmons? I'm uh, rubbing off on you. That's awesome. <laughs> I may have. I really do miss our barbecue. I'm, I'm really hungry all so. of a sudden. <laughs> right. Me too. As always, guys, I really appreciate chatting with you and I really thank you for your insights. I know that this is some of these episodes are getting tough because I I know you want to be sharing better news than you than you can. I mean, it is what it is, but we appreciate all of the, you know, little little places you can shed light on what's happening and sort of giving us a sense for the market overall and I just, I just want to continue to say thank you for joining me and, uh, you know, we're just working through it with you and, and seeing what we can find on the other side. Hopefully what we find is some lumber. No, I totally dig it. And I appreciate you. And, you know, I just hope, hope for the best for all of our customers and, you know, hope they're kicking ass and, and, uh, our listeners. And, and if there's, you know, again, any way that we can provide further assistance, we're, we're always here to, uh, to try and help. So. 
Absolutely. Well, thank you both very much to our listeners. Please do send your questions. Be happy to throw whatever you've got to uh, JB and Ken and see what they can come up with. I'm sure they'd love to have some, some interesting things to work through. So we look forward to having you guys again in a couple of weeks and hope you have a good evening. Thanks, Molly. Thanks, Molly. Thanks to all our listeners also. Yep. Take care. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.